start recording. Yeah. Recording now. We're on. So there's 50, 15 minutes of fame for you. <laughs> but it's anonymous fame. Anonymous fame. That's the kind of fame I like. Right? Anonymous fame. I don't have to be responsible. Um, but yeah, no. Do you have like a passion that you're like really working on? Yeah, my passion is I'm an architect who does sustainable design, trying to do climate change. Okay. That's my, my passion, try to get more people involved with sustainable design. So that's my, my thing. I've been doing it a long time. Did you used to go to green drinks? I or did. You, you I still, did go to green still, drinks. Do, you still, do they still do that? Uh, I haven't been in a, since COVID. Okay. So I haven't done, but I used to go all the time to green drinks. Yeah, yeah. I won't. Well, prior, I, I'm coming back to Chicago after being away for a little bit. Uh huh. And I used to go to green drinks a little bit. Oh, great! I forgot what that guy's name was. That. Oh, I do too. I forget who ran that thing. Yeah. He was a cool guy. He had cool energy. Yeah, it was the whole idea. If you combine beer and some interesting talk, you might get a few people to show up. It was pretty popular, so it was fun. Uh, and I actually designed a house, the firm that I work with, that uses uh, no energy. So it has solar panels and geothermal. It's on Ravenswood. Okay. And um, Geothermal. Uh, geothermal, yeah. Wells that go in the ground and gain energy in the winter from the earth. And then the summer, it also gains cold energy from the earth. Uh, to dissipate it so it can air condition so it goes both ways and uh, the house ran with a heat pump huh uh, yeah that's pretty cool yeah it was, that's super cool yeah and what we we actually had a conversation our little firm with Mayor Daly when he was in office about putting geothermal wells in alleys uh, of Chicago and uh, allowing energy for the entire neighborhood. But unfortunately, uh, he got busy with other things and it never happened. But I still think it's it's an interesting idea. Explain it more. So, future idealists of the world. Right. <laughs> well, alleys in Chicago, first of all, has an alley system. Many cities don't. So that's a virtue of Chicago. Secondly, in the alleys, um, you don't have any in the majority you don't have utilities underneath the alley so you couldn't dig a well in the street because you go through all the water lines and gas lines and everything but in the alley it's it's available earth as it were and it, yet it's contiguous to all the properties around it so you could begin to send uh, energy to the neighboring houses so the idea is it's much lower cost uh, heating and cooling. And I'd love there to be an experiment where that actually happened. We tried one alley in one neighborhood and gave it a shot and to see how it worked. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's one of my ideas and... There's no kickback in that is the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the problem, right. I'm not getting anything out of it. You got to find the kickback. Yeah, exactly. works immediately. All right, that's what I got to find out. The the heat pump the manufacturer. Well, yeah, the well maker. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, as long as it's union. Yeah. <coughs> so that's the problem. So I, 
I would love but that. But that's cool. I mean, why can't that happen? Why can't you work with your alderman to try to put that together? Well, that's a good point. You know, COVID has thrown everything in kind of... Don't they have, like, all kinds of, like, TIF money to be able to do something like that? They might. It's an interesting idea. Uh, Michelle Smith is my alderwoman. Why don't you run for alderman and then you could do it? <laughs> oh, my God. I don't think I could run for alderman. How about you running for alderman? I was there. thinking about it. Maybe you could. Maybe we could run on that platform. Yeah. Be more energy efficient city. Well, you I know. was actually thinking maybe I would run for mayor now that I saw that article in the Sun-Times that Lightfoot didn't have any uh, competition. Yeah. Well, maybe you could. I, mean, I don't know. I feel like that's done in the back. Yeah. I, I think Lightfoot is... Uh, well, their deal's being cut that you and I have no idea about. Exactly. And uh, I'm really disappointed that she has zero interest in climate change. And uh, it's very frustrating because climate change is an existential problem. I mean, the younger generation, you guys, are the ones that are going to deal with this thing. I, one of my... One of my dreams, I guess, if I ever became like a benevolent dictator of Chicago or something to build out in the lake, to build like a, like floating cities in the lake. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that's feasible in the future? Do you think that that's, I mean, I see that they're trying to do those little micronations in the ocean, but I yeah. feel like that the lake is less susceptible to like extreme, extreme conditions. I mean, there's still water spouts and yeah. huge waves, but I mean, I feel like there's no I mean, well, I guess there's hurricanes. There's yeah, like, there are some things. Overland but, hurricanes. Yeah, but you're right. It's probably more benevolent than the ocean, and it does freeze in the winter. But uh, when we did the deep tunnel, there was an architect in Chicago named Harry Weiss, um, and he tried to tra take all the waste from the deep tunnel and use it to build islands out in the in Lake Michigan, so that you'd have places to visit if you sailed or did boating or. And it would also be a place for uh, wind machines. You'd install wind machines on these islands. And uh, we'll see if uh, the Windy City lives up to its name. You know? How old was he? Uh, he was like 50, 20 years older than me. So he was, he's un, no longer alive. Oh, bummer. Yeah. A great guy. He did some wonderful buildings in Chicago. And uh, also in Columbus, Indiana. But he was a dreamer, you know. He had ideas. And unfortunately, it was more cost-effective to take the waste, all the limestone, and use it for road bed rather than building islands. So he didn't get his dream. But I, I think your idea is very interesting, to build islands out in the lake. They're a tourist attraction, but they could also be areas for wind, uh, wind machines and start to create energy. I mean, they're doing that in the North Sea in England. Right. They're sticking them in the... And why can't we do it in Lake Michigan? And I don't... I'm not as negative on the visuals as most people. I mean, I don't think they look bad at all. The commute would be like just by ferry, or if it got cold enough, I guess you could go by... Uh, <laughs> by jet, uh, snow... snow uh, ski? Yeah, snow ski, or you get, you know, get the little, the dogs, huskies, and you go out there. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. But I thought that would be, that's what I used to dream about. Uh, because the lake is the best part about the, and the skyline is so beautiful, but what if you could double the skyline? Yeah. By building into the lake. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and, it, and, and then it, just run ferries back and forth, and then that's how you double the population of Chicago without, make a floating city out there. 
Yeah, I think it's it's a wonderful idea. I think that you could have additional, and people love to have what you can imagine. You have communities with all the boats, and everyone would have their own boat, or could have a boat, or at least go back and forth, like you said, with ferries. And uh, you could have restaurants and whatever on the islands, and be destinations for summer, and maybe even. Given Norwegian, you know, Scandinavian, you know, wintertime it's activities. It's beautiful and when the when there's snow over it. I mean, it's beautiful from there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. To look at the city from, like, I mean, that's the best view is um, <laughs> when you take the architectural tour and you get out there on the lake. Oh, looking back on yeah. the skyline. Yeah. It is one of the most, I think, one of the most beautiful skylines in this country. And when you think about we have that beautiful park along the edge... It's, uh, I mean, it's the problem with Toronto. It's a beautiful city, but it has a railroad and roads right on the edge of the water, where Chicago got rid of all that. And it really is attractive. It's really nice. I, I wish that could happen, you know, that you could create your islands that you're talking about. But what's stopping it? Just the cheap land? Yeah, cheap a land. Natural disaster? Uh, yeah, that's, you know, that's how. That whole lakefront was created was after the Chicago fire. Right. And you know well that all the debris was then used for landfill to create the park. And, yeah, maybe we need another another disaster to create opportunities. But um, I still think wind machines out in the lake, and if you could create islands around them, would be both destinations and create energy and drop the energy costs in the city. So it could be it could be real interesting. Could Maybe we could have no energy costs if we do that with your wells. Yeah. You could couple the two together. That's what I'm saying. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I just think more innovative thinking about uh, how you brand your city as being the most energy efficient city in the entire country. And with fresh water... You have things that Phoenix, Tucson, L.A., San Francisco don't have, which is fresh water and energy. It could be fabulous. And, uh, you know, with the coming problem in uh, Phoenix and Tucson, it's, it's bone dry down there. It's, it's, it's getting, getting serious. Are there enough tunnels that we could do bike tunnels that are empty? I don't know about that. I know they run fiber optics in those tunnels right now. Yeah. And other piping. But whether that's an interesting idea, whether you get back to that notion of avoiding the streets and being able to have transportation underground would be fabulous. But um, To get the bikes to be in a safer spot. Or like, uh, I always thought like a domed, if you could do some kind of climate controlled thing where you could have like a domed street kind of. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, I you know... just cut the wind and you would just have a dome. Yeah. And you would have maybe pedestrian on one side or something. And, 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 and well, here's a bike right now right. coming along. So he doesn't have to fight the cars. Well, it, it's what they, we should do what they do in Scandinavia, which is have a division between the road with a curb or a planter and then the bike lane. So that no way can a car get hit a bike. Because uh, it is dangerous. People just don't pay enough attention to the bikes. This time, this time of year, when everyone just starts riding their bike, it's yeah. difficult. Yeah. You don't remember. Yeah. That there's bikes that are just diving around. Yeah. It can be brutal. I mean, uh, 
but I think there is a solution by creating separation. Now, they've started that a little bit in North, uh, in, at Northwestern University, where they have that bike lane going along, and it has a curb, and so cars can't interrupt it. But it's got to be safer, otherwise, you, you're, you, you know, you're taking your life in your own hands. What's the deal with going all the way around Lake Michigan with the path? What's the update on that? Is that something that's in your lifetime, you think? I would hope. Isn't that a great idea? Like a bike path all the way around? Yeah. The, the circle route, which I guess there's a car route around the lakes right now, but doing a bike path, so you would encourage people to... And then having, like they have in England, little inns every so many miles where you get food and you get your bike repaired and you could, if you want to, it could be a hostel and you could sleep and it would be nice. Uh, can you imagine all the people coming? Because the lake views are beautiful beautiful place and encouraging that I absolutely agree with you Lake Michigan is one of our great assets so are you an electronic bike person so you can go left here you want to take the left here yeah are you an electronic bike person? I'm not I'm a regular old just run a bike guy I have a bike and I what I love to do is I bike to a tennis court along the lake in the summer and I play tennis on the summer and I just think it's fabulous. We're so lucky to have these amenities uh, in Chicago and then <clears throat> you've got all these parks. I wish there were more but... Uh, That's the cool part about the Tesla so you never have to wait for those protected those protected uh, things there. You see that? Yeah. It's like we got our own arrow every time. Yeah. Wow. No, it's great. The Tesla is... I enjoy it so much, driving. We've had ours about two years. And at night, I just plug it in, 110. And usually, the amount of driving I do, that just fills it right up, and it's no problem. We're going to need to get that electricity, though, man. Yeah. Passive electricity underground, that's cool. Yeah, I... I, uh, I think the idea that there were more incentives to having solar panels plus wind and geothermal uh, in what, our city would be great well what's it going to take to get gardens on everyone's roof uh that is like it's totally wasted space right yeah now. that is a really good uh point what's it going to take to retrofit uh bad attics and put roof like gardens well, you know, a garden, a green roof essentially is what you're talking about. Yeah. It adds a little bit of weight, so you have to beef up the structure a little bit. Um, although there are new soil mixes which are made with perlite, which is very lightweight, and uh, the amount of extra weight is pretty minimal. But I think it's, it solves two problems. By having gardens on the roof, you reduce flooding and you provide food. So it's a win-win, uh, and I think it would be great. All these I'm looking down the street now as we're going, and there are all these flat roofs on top, and it would be fabulous if you could put uh, green roofs on top. Chicago's so awesome when you can get off the street level. Yes. When, that's why 606 is so cool. Yes. Because you're above it all. Yes, and looking on to those, that other life that's at that little level above, um, is there another 606 project? Well, like I think there. Yeah, I think there's something planned for the south side, a similar 606 project, 
and uh, it would be in a similar way in the right-of-ways of railroads and uh, it's interesting because the 606 actually started before the High Line in New York and it just took longer to get done and I hope that it connects with that new development which is near Finkel Steel uh, was and that you would be able to go then from Logan Square all the way down to the Loop on a bike and uh, have all those little contiguous parks along the way it could be very nice and it's it's like the High Line it would be another reason a tourist attraction to people coming and exploring the city through the 606 I wish it was a little bit wider though, that, that's my only concern, is that uh, it's a little narrow. If you've walked on the 606, it can get pretty crowded. On a, on a nice day, yeah. yeah. First nice day of the year, I'm sure the other day it was really yeah. a mess up there. Yeah, so it can get a little uh, congested, but it is like the, uh, the High Line in that it has the potential of little restaurants and other activities. You take your bike and spend the day and uh, you can go right up here and next yeah. one yeah no it would be it would be great it was nice to talk to you yeah buddy yeah uh, it's interesting what you're doing getting a little uh, well, little conversations with this people is how we get these good ideas out there yeah it also creates a little community, you know, you connect. There's so many times you're in a, in a cab and, or an Uber and you don't talk, you know? And people stop talking during COVID. Yeah. They just want to text now. Yeah. And it's very impersonal all of life. Yeah. So this is just trying to capture a little bit of that wild time here. <laughs> and figure out how we're going to do it better. Yeah. No, I think this is great. And, uh... I would love it if somebody picked up the idea of doing uh, geothermal in the alleys. So, if that happens, you're going to have to, <laughs> have to send me a, a text or something. Uh, I'll luck. find you. I think we can find you. It's anonymous, but I think we can find you based on that. Yeah, yeah, I think. Good. Well, you can let me off right behind that gray car there. This truck? Yeah, this one right here. Perfect. It was nice to talk yeah, to you. Dude. Same. Great, and good luck with your uh, podcast. It's called Illegally Parked. Yes. <laughs> Is that what it says? Yeah. It's <laughs> so funny. The Tesla tells you everything. Get up this morning. You're supposed to work harder. <laughs> <laughs> Later, bro. All right. Thank you very much. I'll grab my... Uh... But I love it that I'm in a Tesla for an Uber. That's fat. Whoops. I almost left my phone. That would have been an absolute disaster. Okay. Have a good day. Same. Thank you. Yeah. Later.